And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening, folks. Thank you very, very much for listening. The date today is the 20th of June, year of our Lord, 2023. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bun and Cardigan Show, presented by The Athletic. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. James, pretty consequential week here for the Pistons. The first domino of the coaching search finally finally fell. We got Monty Williams. You know I just realized? Yeah. You know how I've been giving you. You're actually upset that I just interrupted you. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been I've been rehearsing that all morning. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I, go ahead. You know how lately I've been saying you need to say your name. Mm-hmm. I just realized that what I just did there, like, is kind of the most natural way to do it, where you say James and I say Nick, and people know. Ooh, I've never thought of it that way. Yeah. Great point, dude. Thank yeah. you. All right, go go ahead. Start over from the beginning. No. So the second domino being the draft, you know, it could be a, a pretty transformative offseason here for the Pistons. That's what we are. That's what we're hoping for. And it feels like something weird's going to happen. Feels like something weird's kind of in the air. I don't know if you're if you're getting that vibe, too. But but how are you handling it professionally? Your phone buzzing off the hook? Are you just, you know, are you working at it all, all hours of the day and night? What's going on? Uh, Yeah, I'm good. I mean. I've been a little bit more busy than recently just because they hired a coach. We just talked to Troy. If you're, uh, today's Tuesday. Uh, two days before the draft, Troy did his pre-draft availability. So, yeah, I'm like going to things and not just working in my underwear from home um, during the off season. Summer League's just two weeks away, so I'll be going to Vegas. But, yeah, it's been fine. Just kind of trying to – Detroit's very buttoned up when it comes to the draft – um, in terms of, like, they're one of the few teams that don't allow media to, like, come interview who they worked out. Um, that wasn't always the case. That's definitely a Troy thing, which I think they did in OKC, too. Um, so just trying to, like, get as much information as as possible leading up to Thursday. I feel, <clears throat> excuse me, I like I'm in a good spot. Like, we'll talk about it based on a lot of Troy's comments today. Like, I think my pulse on the situation is, is, is pretty solid as solid as it could be for um, the Pistons at this time of the year. And we'll find out what's going to happen on Thursday. I don't think it's going to be crazy. Like, I think the NBA itself is going to be crazy. I don't think the Pistons are going to do anything crazy. Like, unless you define like moving back to nine crazy. Like, I don't find that crazy as the team picking fifth in a kind of group strongly grouped together draft if that makes sense i don't think moving back to nine would be like the crazy thing i think it would be doing the dallas thing and getting 10 while also still keeping five 
You know what I mean? I think that's oh. the probably <clears throat> the craziest thing that they could do. And I don't know if it's crazy. I think it's just something weird is going to happen. Something that is, I don't know if puzzling is the right word, but there's something weird, man. I don't know. I still work under the assumption that I would be surprised if Detroit left Thursday with two new with more than two rookies. I just really would like we I mean we do a Pistons pod the people that listen to this are Pistons fans we know how many young players they have on this roster adding three more seems a little excessive and I know that they have the means to do it and uh, it sounds like there are guys Troy likes up and down the first round I think what's more more likely is 31 turns into a late first yeah agreed I think I just I would be I would be a little surprised if they left Thursday with more than two new players, or I should I should say two or more new rookies. Trades you never know who they might add, but uh, I would say if they drafted three players, I would be surprised, very surprised. You know, just on the topic of number ten, um, I want to talk a little bit about the Bradley Beal stuff here, and not from the perspective of either Phoenix or Washington. But Washington did get hosed, and if I was a Wizards fan, I would probably well, I, probably we, stop caring about basketball, actually. Well, I should say this, one. Wizards don't really have fans. That arena is fairly empty, and I think we this could be the worst attendance in NBA history next season if they don't do something interesting, right? Yeah. Assuming they just get. Yeah. Secondly, I don't think it was a – I think the Wizards finally did what they need to do. You can blame the owner because he's the one that's kicked his can down the, the yeah. road. But shout out to Mike Winger and the new front office for convincing Washington to do it, right? Because this should have been done a long time ago. Sure. Yeah, it should have so, been. Uh, kudos to them. But yeah, Ted Leonsis did this about four years too late, buddy. The, the ripple effects from this is kind of what I want to talk about here because if I'm a team like Dallas right now, I think DeAndre Ayton is the most gettable he's probably ever been in his career. In a career where he has been largely gettable, by the way. So there are really like, what, three teams in the mix here. You think Portland could do something weird. You think, does Charlotte get in there, you know, maybe? I think Portland, Charlotte could do something weird. Dallas is the other team. I think Indiana could do something weird. Indiana has three first-round picks. Miles Turner, Miles Ben Turner. Matherin. They could do something weird. Um, who's sixth? I keep forgetting if, who's sixth. If the Indiana Pacers include Benedict Matherin in a trade for DeAndre Ayton, I will eat a microphone. Oh, are you talking about – I'm sorry. I apologize. Are you talking about teams that are going after Ayton or things that, teams that could do something like a splash? I'm talking about I'm I'm talking strictly DeAndre Ayton because I'm talking oh, about I the apologize. ripple effects from I'm the sorry. Bradley Beal trade. So if I'm yeah. Dallas, I'm thinking yeah. now's the time to do something, and does it make number ten more gettable? I think ten is very gettable. Yeah, they, they like, have to at this point. Right, they have to go all in. Luca's, yeah. you can't keep risking pissing Luca off and. I mean, if you bring Kyrie back, that's a risk in pissing Luka off, but you got to bring Kyrie back, at least for now. And you have to, if you can get something good for 10, you got to do it. The window's now. You don't need another young guy in the pipeline. Yeah. And you got, if you're Dallas, you have the uh, potential for two salary dumps between Bertons and Hardaway. 
And if you need to attach one of those to the 10th pick, it's like, hey, we're, bro, we're open for business. Because we talked about that Bertons contract a week or two ago. But it's like it could, in theory, end up just being a one-year deal, right? So it's really if you end up with 5 and 10, and those are the two players that you end up going with. You could do something with 31, turn it into capital for next year if you wanted to. You know what I mean? Or down the line. Yeah, I mean, they're, they have options. And I've said this since Troy and company took over. And they've cleaned the books. They've got rookie-scale contracts. They don't have any massive contracts. Having options is tremendous. It's how successful basketball teams are built. Detroit has many options on a smaller level in terms of Thursday on the draft that they can do because of how they've constructed the roster and uh, kept their books clean and um, things of that nature, right? But even on the kind of the the macro scale, um, when it comes to pivoting or whatever they need to do, they're in a good situation. That's what happens when you have your books clean if you're not going to be a team contending for a – of anything significant anytime soon. Do you think also in line with the Bradley Beal stuff, now you look at a team like the Wizards and you think Porzingis is gone, not Detroit though, but Kuzma, is there like some sort of a sign and trade that's now more likely with with the Bradley Beal trade? You know what I mean? Should we look into that? Yeah. Especially if, if, if we end up with, I don't know, Anthony Black and whoever – Right, it's someone who's not a four. Could we think? Okay, maybe that means that 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 Kuzma's in the in the cards. I would be surprised if Washington started next season with Kyle Kuzma. Um, I just I just would be just based on probably what they did and should do. It seems like they're committing to what they should do, right? Just being bad. So, I definitely think Kuzma's available. I I, I guess I wonder. I don't know if he strikes me as like a Troy guy. I don't know. I've just never really heard his name come up over the years. Could be wrong. He obviously fits a position in need. Uh, and shout out to Flint. Shout out to mm-hmm. Coos. But I don't know. He just. I guess it comes down to like how desperate are they to turn a corner next season, right? Or. I shouldn't say turn a corner. Um, to be to be better than I guess turn a corner because I think we would call turn a corner if they finish next year with thirty two wins. Awesome, that's happy. A, that's a significant corner turn, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they could see turn the corner as like win a play in game, right? So if you get desperate, you strike out on Jeremy and Cam Johnson. Maybe it makes sense, but I just don't know how desperate. I don't think they. I don't know. I, I don't know if Kuzma's a Troy guy enough to commit that much money, but I don't know that for a fact, so I could be wrong. I just, it, I just, it, he doesn't strike me as such. There's somebody that they're like super interested to get, but again, I could be wrong. I have no clue. That's just feel. Heard from a little birdie. Is this true that Jeremy Grant is more likely to sign with Portland now? I think he was always more likely to sign with Portland. Okay. I hope that people took – I don't know if 
people did people take it as I was saying like Pistons are number one on his list? I was saying as the as though the Pistons were going to go after and try to bring back Jeremy Grant. Yeah, maybe I should have framed it better that like the Pistons like it's probably just not going to happen. I think yeah, it seems like Portland's not retooling. I guess maybe or they are retooling. They're not rebuilding. Right. Uh, I guess maybe they trade three and they get a Jeremy type a better Jeremy type player in the trade and decide not to sign him like that's a possibility still but it seems like Jeremy's headed to to Portland just based on what they're going to do for next season it appears if you're Portland or if you're Charlotte do you do two or three for Siakam just just that I mean you can add whatever you want but that's what you're trading the pick for ultimately if I was Charlotte, no. No way in hell. Like, there's a chance Scoot's better than LaMelo. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm Portland and I'm dead set on building around Dame, yeah, like Siakam and stuff is something that I would go get for sure. Do you believe all the Zion stuff? Because I kind of believe Mariah Mills a little bit when she's like, we're not doing this on, for our draft pod. We're not going to Mariah Mills and Zion. Well, okay, but the Zion trade rumors are still actually in the news, though. So is that real or is that smoke? I have no clue, but usually when you start hearing stuff get out uh, about are they t- are they shopping them, are they just fielding calls, are they just ch- – usually when you hear stuff like that, a trade comes soon behind uh, – I think Will Gilroy, our Pelicans reporter, traded it's or reported it's not very likely Zion is traded before Thursday. So I'm going to go with my guy Will, but it's there's no fishy. way it's fishy. I don't think it is. I really don't think it is. I think she's right. I think she's like they're only putting this shit in the news to suppress what is going on as like a B story, as like a side quest in his life right now. Because when you Google his name, you see Zion Williamson trade rumors, not Zion Williamson is has a, you know. I actually is, hadn't thought about this conspiracy. This isn't a conspiracy if it's just how it is. You know what I mean? No, I haven't thought about the Mariah Mills conspiracy. Like, I know we That's what I'm saying. Be, she's right. I want to talk about no, 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 this angle. No, 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 no. She's right. We, sh- we shouldn't even be talking about this to be like right up this 13 minutes into the pod. But because I'm like, I hadn't thought about that and you just struck a chord. That's interesting. So James you think the wake. Pel- you think the Pelicans are planning the Mariah Mills stuff so they can trade them, is what you're saying. I don't right? think she's a plant. I think this is a really real situation that somebody right, needs to get a hold they're of. Blow, but they're blowing it up. Or they're using no, it to their they're advantage. Su- they're, they're suppressing it by floating out trade rumors so that their golden boy, their franchise player, oh. isn't tarnished by all of these rumors. See, I thought you were saying they're using this story of Mariah Mills to try to figure out what they can get for him in a trade and people one kind of maybe start to understand why they might want to trade him, and two like people find more entertainment in the mariah mill stuff than the the little loosey-goosey reports here and there that they're trying to trade him. yeah they don't want that out about their guy so they're like we'll just talk about trading him. ah uh, see i thought you were saying it the other way around that they wanted to trade him and they're let it and they're using the mariah they're trying to put her down all right let's go to, let's talk pistons I'm not as excited now because I thought you were saying the other the other way around. I've seen a lot of people in the last week kind of landslide on Jairus Walker. You want to spend a few minutes on that? Because I got some things on it. You can. Go ahead. I know you said you had some stuff. 
Yeah, because he's kind of my guy. Like, he's just kind of been my guy these last few weeks. And so I've been a little surprised. So I kind of tried to do my due diligence and figure out, like, what is it about this guy that people are just kind of falling out of love with him? Um, and, and a common thing that I saw was, like, what if he just kind of ends up being a world player and that's it? Like, he's just a guy in the NBA. And I was like, at five, though? At fifth? Like, that sounds fine with me. A guy who's in the league for 10 years, it could be Drajan Bender. You know what I mean? And I would also argue that the last two draft picks that you had in the top five, you spent those on your stars. Congratulations, you got them. Like, we feel really good about the last two guys that we got that high. So now I feel like the task is filling guys out on the margins, right? Getting those complimentary guys. Are we forgetting that Houston, the best team in college basketball last year, had the best offense in college basketball last last year, and Jairus Walker was like a really crucial part of that. He was also inarguably their best defender and arguably their second best passer. So if we can add that guy, like I promise you, dude, I promise you, the first time he does one of those like redirect passes and changes the trajectory on like a touch pass down low in the summer league the first time it happens the roof the proverbial roof on pistons twitter is gonna is gonna burst people are gonna rally around this guy so fast because of how good he is i promise he's awesome and because of how hard i'm going for him right now i so hope they draft him because if i have to say all of this and feel this confident about how good he is just for adam silver to get up there and be like taylor hendricks it's you. I'll be happy about it. I'll be ecstatic, but it's not my guy right now. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I think this is a great segue into Troy's press conference today. Okay. So I asked him this specifically. I said, I asked him about how he views drafting boom bust guys. Like we all know, we know who those guys are high ceiling, low floor, right? Versus this guy might not be an all star, but I know he's going to play in the NBA for 10 plus years. That's obviously a debate. It goes on throughout a lot of draft, whatever. So I asked him just kind of his viewpoint on it. And um, oh, I asked him also if like where your team is factors into that or what you're trying to accomplish in, in roster building. Does that factor into the boom versus boom or bust versus solid long career guy? Right. And this it goes with kind of what you're saying with Jairus Walker, where some people might just see him as a good role player and whatever which is fine. Teams need those. We've said it on here before that Pistons are in this situation because they, at times they didn't even draft those guys with high picks, right? So this is what Troy said when I asked him. You weigh all of that, but for me, I like the long ball. I'm not bunning or trying to slap it into short center. I'm going to take a big swing, especially if I only have one chance at it. Um, he said he's not a risk person. 
risk when it comes to the person. Like if a guy said the thing, if he robs a bank but he averages 18 boards, we're not taking him. Talked about Steven Adams and just the numbers didn't necessarily warrant where he went in the draft, but he, the intangibles, he liked everything he saw. So Troy, I thought that was maybe the most telling quote of the night or of the day, I should say, because he was very ecstatic and kind of animated to talk about that analogy where he's like, I like to swing for the fences, especially if I only have one shot. So he practiced that one for sure. He's got, I mean, he's got, he's got stuff tucked away for sure. It's a good one. Uh, It's a good one. I like it. No, it's good. It was good. And he said like, yeah, if I have three, if I have three at bats, maybe I'll bump one of them. We've seen him with 2020. Um, but he's, he, to me, that sounds like one of the Thompson twins or, or Hendricks, right? Well, Jairus Walker, no. Well, it goes to what we were talking about. When I read you that Troy quote, do you think Jairus Walker? I guess not. And again, he could be smoke screening just because it's that season, but I've covered Troy since he's been here. I've never known him to not be pretty candid when he's up there. Like even in front of all the cameras, he's he seems genuine to me. Um, now can things dictate that where like they get an offer that they can't refuse and they move back and end up taking maybe the safer guy. Sure. For sure. But it sounds like when I hear that, that when I hear that Troy quote, I don't immediately think Jairus. Well, in the spirit of Taylor, not to say he doesn't have high, have upside. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I hear that and I hear the Thompson twins or, or Taylor Hendricks. I still don't think Eamon's going to be there. I've said it. I've been saying it for weeks. I think Eamon goes to Houston. I also and I also think the the Asar that the Pistons are one of the Asar truther teams. And I'm on, dude. I'm so there for that because one of the first pre-draft episodes we did, Asar was, was like, your first guy. He was my first guy. So yeah, uh, I'd be I'd be ecstatic um, on the Taylor Hendricks topic just because he's also in that mix of guys that I do feel like. I can I can see the reality. I can that so raven the reality where he's the pick, or in some capacity, even yeah. if he's even if he's tenth, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I sneaky think people think there's no chance he falls to tenth. There's a world, dude. Like this top ten is going to be weird. But anyways, the thing about Taylor Hendricks that I'm I really am looking forward to on anyone's basketball team is those Spain pick and rolls or those little Brook those little Brook Lopez esque. I'm going to stand in the key for three seconds and then take three steps back and just pop out behind the three-point line and shoot over everybody. I'm so excited for him to do that because he's going to do it 15 times a game, and it's going to go in 13 times. So you're all in on on Hendricks is what I'm hearing. I like him. I like him. I don't think it's him, but I like him a lot. All right, so from let's, let's ask the fan. You're the GM. You have You have these three options on the table. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Wimby, Scoot, Miller, Amon are gone. You pick at five. That's option one. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Option two. Utah offers you nine, and we'll just uh, two a one and a half future first to move up to five. Option three. 
Indiana moves up to five, gives you seven, and a future first. The third one I can say emphatic hell no because I know they would take Jairus Walker. And God forbid he's in my division when we already have Milwaukee and when we already have Cleveland. And like, I'm not doing more of this with rival teams. You know what I mean? And I know divisions we talk about, they're not real in the NBA, but you do still play them four times a year. Okay. So I don't want, they already have Benedict Matherin. I'm not doing that. That's absolutely not. All right. Let me replace. All right. Let me replace. Okay. (laughs) Let me replace. Cause you're being very specific to Indiana in that situation. But I'm for real. If no, Indiana, I know, I know you are. Okay. I know you are. I know. If you they are. end up with him, I'm livid. Washington gives you eight in Kispert. Yeah. For five. Yeah, 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 definitely. So, all right. So, option one. Which one are you? Pick, what player are you taking? Jarris Walker. Ten times out of ten, I'm not. I'm not thinking. Actually, about before I ask you that, before we go through each one, which of those three options do you hope is the outcome? I, I do think, dude, this hit me this morning. I was the guy after the lottery when we did our emergency episode that I was like, I know for a fact the Pistons will not be on the clock at five. I know I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know where they're going to pick, but I know it's not going to happen. And I was like, and I might change my mind as we get closer to the draft. It happened. And I genuinely, I want it so bad. I want Jairus Walker so bad. I, I think he's going to be awesome. The only other reality I would accept is if you move back and you do actually get something. And it's not the Utah, you move back and just get picks. I don't want that. I need something. So that's why I also want the Dallas thing to happen so bad because then you get a lot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think because of that, the first scenario where the Pistons are just on the clock at five, I can't believe I'm saying it, dude. I want to make that pick so bad. So that's the one of the three you would do the most. I'd, your I'd pick do that. would be Jairus. Yeah, and I think if you know power ranking them, my second favorite one is the last one, the going down to eight and getting Kispert in the process because I don't think he's going to be anything more than a guy who I don't know he can he can dribble a little bit, but like uh-huh. I think he's a, what a th- well. yeah exactly he's a three point yeah. guy and. Yeah. I also would love it because I know that means Washington would spend the fifth pick in the draft on Anthony Black. And I would laugh at them on television. That would be the funniest thing of all time. So, yes, I want to do that's great content for both right, so parties. So, say Black goes five. Who picks sixth? I keep forgetting. That's a great question. I have no idea. Oh, that's Orlando. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Orlando takes Cam Whitmore. Mm-hmm. Indy takes. They would take Jairus Walker, dude. Jairus and Walker. You, and you have to, because otherwise at eight, if he falls me, I'm still going to take him. So you so have to do eight, it there. At eight, you have Osser. Oof. Or you Taylor Asar Hendricks. and Taylor Hendricks. Asar yeah. or Taylor Hendricks. I keep saying his name like 50 different ways. This draft's gonna be tough. It's gonna be. I don't it's know gonna why. be like, so. I've sat here and watched. I've the thing is I've watched clips of all these guys for months, but I just it's all I always have the volume off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be so important that people listen to Adam Silver pronouncing the names on that stage, so you can bank it for future usage. There are a lot of those in this draft. Yes. 
So it's it comes down to in this situation Asar Thompson or Taylor Hendricks. And this one, boy, that's divisive for fans. That 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 is a vicious battle. Um, but I have to ride with the the OG, right? I have to go with Asar Thompson. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Okay. And then in the Indiana scenario, yeah. They move up to take Walker. Yeah. Which I'm not sure why they would do unless Yeah, like if Indiana wanted to move up to 5, right, to take to take Walker, like they'd have to be afraid that it Orlando's not taking him, right? So they'd have to be basically enticing the Pistons to trade them Jarese Walker. Um, yeah, because that that would be to move up. They'd have to be like fearful that Detroit wants them, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. So you might be able to pry a little bit more than obviously just seven. Like maybe you can get. I think they have pick twenty six, and then maybe you can get a future first or what. Like you can maybe milk them if that's the case. But who would so? Let's say uh, Walker five, Asar six. What are you doing at seven? Aiden's then it's gone Taylor, at four. Then it's Taylor Hendricks, right? I mean, he's so, the remainder. So you're out on Whitmore. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Just some like just reading my stuff and all that. Well, yeah, and I would yeah. also argue this is what we talked about last week that Indiana is is the team to watch at this at this uh, this entire week, honestly, because I don't they know, have, man. I think Detroit is too. The way. Tr- Troy said at that microphone today, like in a really good mood, like that they would try to like trade up to number one. Like he had that look. Like I'm gonna go get Victor. So one of the points that I was gonna be making in my intro He's not that going I would to get Victor, people, but it's <laughs> a joke. But it felt like I wouldn't be surprised if he has something up his sleeve too. I just don't that's know. What, that's what I'm telling you. Something there's something weird in the air, dude. And that this is what I was gonna say in the in the intro that I was trying to give that I rehearsed all morning, and then James was like, went off on his own thing. Uh, I always interrupt you in the intro. It's part of the shtick. Is we have, like, it's that time of year. Like, people should be excited right now because this is the one thing in his tenure that Troy consistently nails. And every single year, for the last three years, we get to that that post that post-draft Friday. And in the morning at the water cooler, we're all talking about what he did the night before. So I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know who the players are going to be. I don't know what the trades are going to look like. But something weird is going to happen. And we should discuss what the grounds are for an emergency podcast this week, actually. Because That's if fair. we get, we're going to do 
our Thursday like post draft pod will either release it Thursday night or Friday morning. No, 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 no. Oh, you'd like to do it after the presser, don't you? I'd rather wait to give you guys like a Friday night pod. I got too much. I have too much stuff to do draft night, and I'll be in New York. So I don't want to pack oh, my. Oh right, right. And I'll be back early Friday because they'll have the picks talk. I, I mean, I'd rather drop Friday. Yeah, post presser. Yeah, okay. So yeah, then yeah. Friday. Okay. So it'll, that'll be out Friday. But if something happens between this release and then, is it like, are we doing, if it comes out that we do a Dallas thing and now we have two first rounders? It's even more between, even beyond now and then. I would even factor in like, I could be pushed to do an emergency pod if the Pistons trade up to number two during the draft, right? Like we need to talk about like, or if they trade for Damian Lillard, you know what I mean? It, like on draft day, on draft night, like during the draft. I'm just using that as an example. Okay. Like that might be enough for, all right, I got to make time to do the pod Thursday night. Yeah, if there's something insane. And, and so that's we'll what I'm saying. Have... We need, Yeah, we need to lay all the groundwork because otherwise we're just going to wait till Friday night. I think if we just move back to like eight and it's just picks and stuff, I'm not talking for 20 minutes about that. That's fair. Like on an I, emergency level, yeah. Yeah, on an emergency level because we could, like we could do it, but yeah. I don't think it's it's consequential enough because we're ultimately still talking about the same general group of guys minus a few because you're going to miss out. So it's like we've already covered all those bases. I think I think it'd be easier. Let's just say if they move into the top three, emergency pot. I I I I think. Let's talk about Dallas. Let's talk about Dallas for a second. There's nothing. Be- well, hold on. But there is, though, because the stakes are so much greater if you have two top 10 picks with free agency looming with, like, the third most cap space in the NBA. Like, they're, the stakes are now higher because mm-hmm. it dictates so much. So you're saying if they, if they end up picking 5, 10, and 31, that's emergency pod worthy? So instead of just one player from that group, we're talking about maybe two players from that group for 20 minutes. Yeah, but and you know what? To your point, the shelf life of that podcast is not very long. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's like, it's like what, maybe three days tops, two days tops. So you're right. That wouldn't be good. It would have said, to be a player if we move back. There would have to be like an insane player. But like, a, but like eight and Corey Kispert's not pod worthy. I'm not emergency no, I, podding about Corey Kispert. No, no I agree. This is what I think the the rules should be. And then you can agree or disagree, add, subtract, whatever. If they trade into the top three, I'm sure I'll have a ton of reporting. That's an emergency pod worthy. Yeah. Agreed? Yep. If they don't pick it all at five in the top ten, that means that they traded that pick for probably a good player, right? Mm-hmm. That's emergency pod worthy. That's it for me. I think you nailed it. Think just one of those two things. Nailed it. Love it. Yep. You know, one one more angle, and we can what get I out do. of here. Yeah, that was nice, dude. Good, uh, good uh, problem solving there. One angle of the Bradley Beal thing that I would like to discuss briefly as it pertains to the Pistons. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now entering phase three of the Matt Ishbia is just Joseph Tsai 2.0 experiment. It's happening. 
the the big tech billionaire bought his basketball team. That was phase one. Phase two was, well, I guess technically is this phase. Well, phase two was getting Kevin Durant. And then phase, like a month after he bought the team. And now we're in phase three, acquire the big third star. So now we have a little bit of time to kill until what phase four commences. They actually have to start playing basketball and we have to see how bad it's going to be. We got a few months. Everybody can relax a little bit. Timeline has quickened, though, on the Devin Booker to Detroit stuff. So we're getting there. Phase four on the horizon. He's making it more and more likely that Booker has the option or reasoning to leave, for sure. Uh, Yeah, like I've said before, this whole thing could crash and burn if if he doesn't swim. So... It is Crash a very, and burn if he doesn't swim. He got a damn pool in his plane. <laughs> you know what I meant. To me, this is like the ultimate test in in, in roster building uh, and the power of stars, or I guess the presence of stars. They have to fill out 10 roster spots. Assuming they don't trade Aiton, they have like to <laughs> fill out 10 roster spots with 10 minimum guys. <laughs> yeah. So like, or they draft second round picks and play him. Like, do they find the next Austin Reeves? Like, I'm curious about which role player on the minimum steps up. Davidas Servitas is going to be lacing him up for the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> Saban Lee might stay. No, seriously, you're right. Seriously, yeah. 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 I mean, he might that might have worked out for him. So I, I'm just I'm very fascinated to see how they complete the rest of their roster. After that, it's, I won't. It won't be as fun. I just want to see how they put together the rest of the roster it's just so corny you know on matt ishbia's part it's just so 2018 of him it's like we don't do the big three superstar things anymore it doesn't work we like two and a bunch of stuff you know we like eight guys now not just three it's just very it's just such a 2011 to 2020 model that he's following here and i just think in 10 years we're gonna look back at this Silicon Valley boom where like Joe Lacob and Joseph Sy and guys like Matt Ishbia just get a accrue a, a ton of wealth and buy a basketball team and do and they, they spent they put all of their money into it and for and one fantasy, of those guys play fantasy hoops. No, literally. It's like one of those guys already failed and one of the guys is probably on his way to doing it. In fifteen years, dude, that thirty for thirty is gonna hit. But you should also say and the other guy may have built one of the best dynasties in basketball history but yeah that part of it did happen which just inspired the copycats but you, it's like the it's like the patriot model you can't copy it no joe Lacob is his own businessman shout out to mike dunleavy by the way good for him shout out to sean livingston he did the all the smoke pod did he really how was that yeah, it, was, it was really good teared up watching it did you no but it was good game respect I- game I gave you I mean, a Sean Livingston. I, knew. I gave you a Sean Livingston text the other day. I said, what did I say? Like twenty five hundred dollars or dinner with Sean Livingston, and you I picked the money. So. Yeah, because I met Sean before. Uh, before we leave, I want to apologize on air, listeners. I texted Nick a day after his birthday. I think it was two days, maybe. No, it was a day. It was a day. Uh, okay, I can check, but okay. Your birthday's. Yeah, what 16th, day was my birthday? The yep, 16th. Good job. And I texted on the 17th. Oh, you did text me on my birthday, though, James. What did you text I, me on my birthday? You sent me two texts. What were they? Can we just play it at the end of the show? 
There's two beats. James texted me two. No, we got to play the one with the with the UK guys. Oh, we can do that. Maybe we can do that. All right. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to apologize publicly. I forgot. I'm bad with birthdays. I know three people's birthdays. If you're not, I don't get on Facebook, but I just see on my phone every morning whose birthday it is. That is my way of keeping up with my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized on Saturday that I looked at the day. I'm like, oh, crap, I missed. I forgot it was yesterday it was his birthday. And I texted you immediately. I I was super, super sorry. Back to Told back years, I, baby. I, I'm bad with birthdays. I really apologize. But I wanted to apologize publicly on here. I'm not mad at you. I don't care. No, it's messed up. No, it is messed up. I should, that's messed up. So I wanted to apologize publicly. Had a good birthday. Uh, did I tell you what I got for my birthday dinner? <laughs> I don't know. A Happy Meal? You sound like you're six years old. <laughs> what? You don't do birthday dinners? What are you laughing at me for? What the hell is so funny? You don't. You don't. Hold on. You're even. You're you're too grown to have whatever you like a I, special I had, birthday dinner. I had a good birthday. Did I tell you where I, where I had my birthday dinner? No. Where'd you go? Big boy. Not, no. Now I don't want to tell. It's classier than that. You don't think I'll show some fucking decorum on my twenty fifth birthday? No. Where'd you go? I went went to Benny Gordon Ramsay Burger. Did it slap? Yeah, it was really really good. And craziest part about it. So made a reservation, went and saw a movie, and then had reservations after the movie. We show up. I'm the one who made the reservation. That is an important note in the story. We -hmm. show up. We sit down. Order our drinks. They bring them to us. And the waitress is like, and is it somebody's birthday today? And I look at my girlfriend and I like roll my eyes. And I'm like, yes, it's my birthday. And I looked at her thinking like, when did you even tell them this? Like, when did you do that? And she's like, cool, you get like a free Gordon Ramsay Oreo shake. It's really, really good. And I was like, cool. And she's like, do you want it an hour later? I was like, I'll do later. I'll eat my food first. Thank you. And she <laughs> walks away. Sick. This whole situation is six years old. <laughs> she walks away. And I say to my girlfriend, I was like, when did you? I was like, why did you do that? I was like, when did you do it? Like, what the heck? And she's like, I didn't. I just figured you put it down in the reservation. Like you ticked a box that was like, and it's my birthday. And I was like, no, I didn't. So I don't know how they knew that it was my birthday, but I got a free shake out of it. So thank you, Gordon Ramsay Burger in Chicago for that. Happy belated birthday, man. This was the most that was the most childish. This is crazy. I, I this is crazy. I don't know where this is coming from. You don't what do you do on your birthday? What did you have this year for Just your the way dinner? you set it and set it up, like made it sound like you just had like your closest friends from 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 class meet you at a roller rink and you guys had pizza like that's how you set it up i can't i had skate. a great i had a great birthday did i tell you where i went for my birthday dinner chicken nuggets what's your best do you ever have like a birthday party as a kid yeah i've had birthday parties what was your best one what'd you guys do was it like a theme like what was going on <laughs> that's a great question um what's my favorite birthday as a kid or like a present you got? Give us something. I remember my Christmas gifts more. That PS2 gift, that was a that's like a core memory, dude. My dad got me uh I'm a big Deion Sanders fan. My my dad got me a uh, Deion Sanders Red Wings or Red Wings. Oh. Uh, well, at least I didn't say the actual name. A Deion Sanders Washington jersey. Oh. 
and then we played Madden all all night. Do you ever do Madden tournaments with your friends? I've told you this story. I told I you I won a Madden tournament, right? I don't know if I know this. All right, let me tell you this, and then I'm getting out of here. Story time with James. Like, I grew up, shout out to Sam, Wicked Yacker, my boy. Um, we played Madden, like, heavy, like, in middle school and in high school. Like, we were on, like, the message boards, the forums. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, keep and, going. Like, I went, you remember the, the Madden challenge? It used to be, like, on ESPN. Yeah, 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 yeah. I went to one of those when I was, like, 14. Uh, I won, like, two local tournaments in Ann Arbor. Was that like 2003? Like five, six, seven, eight, three, okay. four, five, six, seven, eight, something around there. No, wait, when I was 14, I was 14 in 2004. Okay. Or no, 2006, I was 14. Um, so yeah, around there. Yeah, it was nice. Like I was like, and then Madden started to suck. When, Matt, when the Xbox 360 and PS3 came out, Madden started to suck. Mm-hmm. Madden was at its best from 02 to 06. I saw a uh, original Xbox for $120, Xbox 360 for $55 yesterday. Is that fair, do you think? Can I get a Xbox, ruling on that? Xbox was a better than the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 2 was better than the PlayStation 3. I guess that's yeah, that's that's your point. That's what you're saying and I guess the yeah. market reflects that. Hmm. I agree. Hmm. All right, we've done enough non Somebody told me our they they thought our pods have been fire lately, and I feel like we've just we've gone all over the place. Let's let's wrap it up though. Let's wrap it up. I can I give a quick shout out to one of our reviews lately that or one of our recent reviews, sure. and then we'll get out of here. I know James is itching to end the pod. Uh, review from Andy from Howell. This is the one and only review I will ever do on this app. I've been a listener since day one. I get genuinely excited for every episode. Thank you, and never stop. Thank you, Andy. That was Thank a good you, review. Did you go to school with Andy? No, I do not know Andy from Howell. Okay. Shout out to you, Andy. I appreciate it. Ladies I've never and left a review, so I appreciate you doing that. It's I, know, a, I, know, I know how he feels. It's asking a lot to ask it someone is. to take time out of their day to type something. Yes. It is. I get it. The mental barrier of like, I got to write this review. Apps tell you all the time. Do you want to, you like us five stars? You do the five stars. And they're like, you want to leave a review? And you're like, no, no, no. I'll give you the five stars, but I'm not writing all that. I have a take that I, I'm not going to share. Oh, boo. Boo. We're at the end of the episode. All right. Come on. Will you wrap it up as soon as I say it? I swear to God, I will do the outro the second you're done. Long story short, I respect and appreciate and very much thank anybody who's ever left a review on our pod thousand percent that is so nice with that said people who leave reviews anywhere like weird me out ladies and gentlemen if you're listening to this on <laughs> apple podcast be sure to rate five stars leave I'm a joking. review i'm joking leave I'm a joking. review tell them to leave a review okay subscribe if you're feeling generous if you're listening to this on spotify you can also rate five stars. it was a joke people we will catch you guys in the next one. Peace.
Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.